You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 10. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about pressure, the feeling of pressure. There is a concept that I've been playing around with called positive pressure. And in this episode, I'm going to break down when pressure is and isn't appropriate in life, when it's appropriate in coaching, and also when it's appropriate to use in the process of selling coaching. There are times when it is very appropriate and even necessary to incorporate pressure on your clients. Now, a lot of people may be uncomfortable with some of the things I'm going to share in this episode. This is a little bit of a polarizing topic, but stick with me here even if you have some resistance because I promise you that you may just learn something that could transform your life. Now, when we think about pressure in general, a lot of people have the assumption that any kind of pressure is bad. And I used to think this as well. I thought that whenever I felt pressure, I should just not do anything. But now I've come to believe and also understand that pressure is one of the most important ingredients to accelerate and also guarantee success. So it is my hope for this episode that you can try on that belief for yourself as well and see how it can really open new possibilities for you. Now, the first thing to understand is not all pressure is created equal. So there is positive and negative pressure. And the way I define positive and negative pressure is negative pressure is when you're being pushed to do something against your will, whereas positive pressure is when you are being pushed to do things aligned with your goals. So let me start by explaining what negative pressure looks like. One example that comes to mind is when I lived in China, I spent two years living in southern China. I remember the first time I went to Hong Kong on vacation. And when I walked outside of my hostel, there were groups of men that were approaching my friends and I very aggressively, trying to pressure us to buy various watches and jewelry that they were selling. And we had no desire to buy any jewelry. So it was against our will. It was against our will. And overall, it was a negative experience. And it made us want to leave and not buy anything. Now, any kind of experience when someone is selling us hard on something that we don't want, that is negative pressure. Another example of negative pressure is what we know as peer pressure which is the pressure to fit in or please someone or be approved by people. This goes against our truth. It goes against our true desires. Now, we've all probably experienced some degree of peer pressure in our lives, and maybe we've even caved in at times. 
And you probably know it's not a pleasant feeling when you experience peer pressure. And the aftermath can be worse because you regret whatever decision you made or you feel frustrated or upset with the other people that were involved in the experience. And it's really important to not let our experiences with negative pressure cloud your ability to welcome and lean into moments of positive pressure in our lives. So let me explain what positive pressure looks like. As I shared, positive pressure means you are pushing yourself or being pushed to do things that align with your goals. So positive pressure is when you're inspired to show up to your goals and dreams with more commitment than ever before. It's when we accept the invitation to deliver our life to ourselves in the best possible way. Positive pressure is also what nudges us towards becoming the person that we want to become or just allowing us to honor the person that we're already being. So if you've ever heard the quote, it takes pressure to make a diamond, then you may understand that there's actually some benefits to pressure in general. And this is true. It does take significant pressure to make a diamond. Diamonds are made of carbon and they form as carbon atoms go under a very high temperature and pressure until they bond together and crystals start to grow. So it takes pressure to make a diamond. What if the positive pressure that you might feel at times or that your potential clients may feel at times, what if that is just the diamond in the making? No pressure means no diamond is formed. Now, when people think about pressure, they also often associate pressure with stress. And they think all stress is bad. This is also not true because there's different types of stress. There's eustress and there's distress. So eustress, which is spelled E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, this is the stress that we get from a challenge in life, whereas distress is the stress that we get from a threat. Now, how do we have a difference? How do we know what the difference is? What determines the difference is the mindset we have. It's how we label the experiences, the situations, the circumstances in our life. Are we labeling them as challenges? Are we labeling them as threats? So for example, if someone were to lose their job, they may experience distress. They may see that experience of losing their job as a threat to their stability, to their livelihood. But then after a couple of weeks, maybe that person realizes, you know what? This isn't a job loss. What I'm experiencing is now a job hunt. And in that moment, they've gone from distress to eustress. And all that happened was they just shifted how they perceived the situation in their life. So what was originally a threat now becomes an exciting challenge. So since not all stress is bad, we can therefore conclude that not all pressure is bad. Are you with me so far? <laughs> so positive pressure is what gives us eustress, the good kind of stress that we want. It's the stress that pushes us to new heights. It's the stress that encourages us to dive into that new career, to finish that tough workout, or to write the book that we've always wanted to write. Now, this doesn't always feel good. You're going to be getting to work. Your heart's probably going to be pounding at times, and you might even feel the adrenaline in your veins. And in reality, that's all good. Those are all good things for you. 
There have been so many times in my own life when I realized that positive pressure was critical for my success. And when I look back and think about the times when I first really experienced pressure in my life, it started in schooling. I remember the feeling of pressure whenever there'd be an upcoming test or there'd be an upcoming concert or musical. I was very much a band geek. My students in TCA and a lot of my clients know this. I have been playing the clarinet for several decades and it started when I was, I think, in fourth grade and I played all the way until high school graduation. And whenever we whenever we started the school year, there was a winter concert that we would play and perform in. And then there was a spring concert that we'd also practice for several months and then perform in front of a full auditorium of friends and family. So there was always a date that was on the calendar. We knew when the concert was going to happen. We knew there was going to be a full auditorium of people there listening to us perform. So there was pressure to deliver for those performances. And I really busted my butt playing the clarinet. There were several years where I was first chair. And there were times when I had solos that I would have to prepare, meaning there were parts of the songs that I would be playing by myself in front of the big auditorium. So because I had this positive pressure on myself in school, it inspired me to practice every day. I was so focused on being able to play the songs and the pieces successfully. And I was very committed to getting it done. And what I noticed is that when the school year ended and we went on summer vacation, I had no motivation to practice. There was no pressure And I wanted to continue improving my skills with the clarinet, but I had no pressure that motivated me to do anything. So I was quite stagnant over the summer when it came to performing until the next school year started and I had the positive pressure of knowing that we had a concert that was a few months away. Now, positive pressure didn't just help me get good grades and perform well in my school concerts. It also helped me grow my coaching business. So... When I got started in my first few years as a coach, I decided that I wanted to offer something very specific and powerful and unique to the LGBT community. And I decided I wanted to create a three-day summit that would that would invite 40 people to attend and would become a transformational weekend for any LGBT person that wanted to up-level their life uncover more meaning, uncover more purpose. And I just kept telling myself, what if I blew my own mind and did this three-day experience? And I had this idea for such a long time until I actually reached out to the W Hotel in downtown Seattle and I called someone who uh, worked in the events department. And my energy was so casual about the idea of doing this three-day summit even when I was on the phone with the person that I was in touch with at the W. And then she mentioned that the price would be about $1,000. I think it was maybe between $1,000 and $1,200 for reserving a room for the three days. So she sent me the contract over email. And I remember I didn't pay for the room for several days. I just kind of held off on it. And it was really me avoiding the pressure of making that commitment. And then as a few days went by... The, the uh, person I was in touch with, she reached out to me and she said, Frank, just want to let you know that other people are starting to look at the rooms during the dates you're also looking at. 
And if you really want to reserve the room, you're going to need to complete the payment. So I realized that if I did put down the money and book this room, I would have pressure put on me to actually show up for the goal I had, which was to put together and facilitate a three-day summit. And I would need to deliver the summit and also attract people to attend it. So when I decided to complete the payment for the room, something became very real, a fire lit to my butt, and I almost instantly started to get to work. I began telling everyone I could about the summit, and I had about six months to fill the room to get people to attend. So I started reaching out to news publications about it. I even booked booths at Seattle's LGBT Pride events over the summer. And I even flew to various cities around the country to do small pop-up events just to promote the big summit that I was planning later in the year. It was truly a national marketing effort. And there were people all around the country who were talking about it. (laughs) It was actually quite amazing to know that when I there was one point where I started talking about the event and I was getting people that were telling me, oh my gosh, I think I heard about it or I think one of my friends is going. And I would not have worked that hard and had that level of focus if I didn't have the positive pressure to inspire me. Having that positive pressure of putting down the, the money and reserving the room it generated my ability to be resourceful, to get creative, and be committed. And I promoted that event for six months, and I remember the day of the event. I showed up, I stood in front of the room, and I looked out into, all, into the room with all the attendees. The room, there were 40 chairs that we could have in the room that we booked, There were 40 people sitting in every single one of those chairs. We had filled the entire room. So if I did not have positive pressure, none of that would have happened. It would have been an empty room. There probably wouldn't have even been a summit. So pressure was the one feeling that I most needed in order to make that event a success. And after the event, I was able to just bask in the joy and satisfaction that came from transforming so many people's lives, but also knowing that when I commit to something, I deliver. And pressure is that fuel that allows our commitments to manifest. Not hoping and praying that things will work out, it was the positive pressure. That's what got my butt to take action. So if you have any kind of aversion or resistance to pressure in your life, It's helpful to just ask yourself, firstly, is it positive pressure that you're feeling? Is it pressure that's moving you or nudging you towards the life you actually want? Is it pressure that is inspiring you to up-level how you show up in the world? And if so, what if the pressure you're feeling is the beginning of your transformation? What if it's your invitation to be resourceful, to be creative, and to be the committed person that you know that you are? Now, another time when positive pressure becomes very useful is when we have decisions to make in our life. Now, as human beings, we are very good at avoiding making decisions when there really isn't a reason to make the decision right away. <laughs> we, when we know that we don't have a reason to say yes or no in the moment, we just prolong decisions as long as we can. And I chuckle because I was totally that person 
who would just be as indecisive as I possibly could be when it came to making any decisions, I would delay. I would procrastinate. If I did not have a reason to decide on something now, I would just throw it into the air and decide to think about it. And I kept all these open decisions in my life. And it got to a point where I realized that all of these open decisions that I was sitting with, all these all these parts of my life that I was just hemming and hawing in, just sitting on the fence, it was actually draining my energy. It was keeping me from really moving forward in the most productive way. So when we put positive pressure on ourselves to make decisions, all that means is just deciding on a yes or a no. And when we can become decisive, our life moves forward. Indecision, whenever we hem and haw, sit on the fence, Indecision just keeps us exactly where we are. We cannot move forward if we're not making decisions. So I want you to consider, when, it, when you think about making a fast decision, what does that bring up for you? I know for many people, the idea of making a fast decision might, might feel like it's not a good thing. Like it's, it's being rash, it's being just impulsive, and those are all things we might think to be bad. But what if... The next decision you made, you can just trust in yourself and make that decision in the moment. What if it wasn't recklessly impulsive, but you were being strategically impulsive because you were knowing in your gut that the decision was going to benefit you and your life and you were trusting in that impulse? Sometimes we feel really obligated to just do our due diligence when we have decisions to make and constantly think about things and dwell over them ad nauseum. But what if you just trusted your gut? One of my mentors once said, if, you're, if you are at least 51% of a yes for anything, that's all you need. Just 51%. <laughs> because our brains are going to keep us from ever being at 100%. We'll always find reasons to wait, to hold off, to con- continue to question ourselves, to wait for the right time. All you need is 51% to be a yes for anything. Now, when it comes to selling your coaching... There are many coaches who have a very firm rule. I never want to pressure my clients. I don't ever want to be pushy when I'm selling coaching to them. Now, think about when you think this idea, like, I don't ever want to be pushy. That's kind of the equivalent of saying, I always want my clients to stay comfortable, (laughs) which you know is the opposite of what coaching is. Coaching is about getting out of your comfort zone making challenging decisions, and being able to uncover new possibilities in your life. That is an uncomfortable and transformational process. Now, to be really clear, when I talk about putting some positive pressure on your clients and also your potential clients, I am never implying that you should pressure your clients or potential clients rather to say yes to working with you if they don't want to work with you. That would be negative pressure because that would be out of alignment with what they really want. When I say pressuring your clients, putting some positive pressure, I mean pressuring them to make a decision and equipping them with the best possible thoughts that they can have so they can make the most empowered choice. That is a positive experience. It is a challenging experience for people, but it is one that can change their life. Whenever I am having a consultation with a potential client, what I think in my mind during the consult is, this is my one shot to transform this person's life. And it is my moral obligation 
to help them get as clear as they can be about what they want. And if what they want is the support that I can offer, I'm going to pressure them as much as I can to make the best decision for themselves in that moment. Now, that is not me being attached to getting a yes. It is being committed to helping them make the most empowered choice. We don't have many moments in our life where we are in touch with another human being that truly believes in us and that could be the support we need to uncover everything we've ever wanted in our life. So when you're concerning yourself as coaches having consultations with potential clients and you're worried that your client is going to have the feeling of being pressured, you owe it to them to give them some positive pressure so that they can show up and deliver to their life in a way that they've always wanted to. Now, sometimes I've had consults with potential clients and they get really empowered and clear about what they want and they realize that coaching's not for them and they feel great about that and they feel clear about that. And the pressure helped them get clear about it. So the ultimate goal when you are selling coaching and you're having consultations where you're inviting your potential clients to decide on coaching, the ultimate goal of your consultation is to help people make an empowered choice instead of a disempowered choice. So an empowered choice is a decision that aligns with your vision. It aligns with your values. And these decisions might have you feeling excited or maybe a little bit anxious and scared, yet you know in your heart that it's what you're called to do. A disempowered choice, on the other hand, it leaves you feeling upset, and it's usually driven by scarcity and doubt, doubting yourself, having scarcity around not thinking that you can deliver or generate the time, the money, the energy that you would need to have in order to move forward. This is what leaves someone with a disempowered choice. So the next time you make your offer to your potential clients for coaching, Give your potential clients a reason to decide in that moment. If you don't give them a reason to make a decision right now, they're just going to hold off and wait. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate positive pressure when you are offering coaching to potential clients. One close friend of mine, and she's also a very successful coach, she has consultations with potential clients. And at the end of those calls, she allows people to either invest now or never. She does not have any follow-ups. It's either they invest in that moment or they're a no forever. So that is an example of positive pressure. And the reason why it's positive is because people booked the call with her for a reason. They need help. And it's either they're going to accept that help with with her or they're not. There is no maybe, there is no let me think about it, there is no indulging in any kind of in, in, any kind of confusion or uncertainty. Now, that is not the only way you can incorporate positive pressure into your selling process as a coach. Some coaches decide that they will offer their potential clients the opportunity to save on the overall investment if they enroll on the spot. Or maybe a coach may offer an, an additional bonus in, that will be included in whatever coaching program or package they're offering only if the potential client were to enroll in in the next 48 hours. These are all just different ideas to experiment with. The thing is, it's better to to incorporate 
some form of positive pressure than none at all in your coaching business. Now, if you're hearing this right now and it's making you very uncomfortable, which I know it probably is for some of you, then that is a sign to reflect on your relationship with pressure. And one question that may be helpful to ask yourself is when in life did you benefit from having pressure? When did it serve you in getting some kind of result you wanted when there was pressure involved? Remember, coaching is all about growth. Growth is uncomfortable. So if you really struggle with the idea that your clients and your potential clients will have discomfort, then I want you to check out the episode I created on this podcast called Coaching Versus Coddling. When you finish this episode, go right to that one and check it out you might be falling into coddling territory if you worry about your clients ever feeling uh, the experience of pressure. So I want to share as well a story about a time when I was uh, at an event that was led by a coach and I had some pretty massive positive pressure that was put on me and I want to share how it transformed my entire life. So I, years ago, I attended this um, this this event, and it was a workshop that was for entrepreneurs looking for support in growing their business, taking it to the next level. And at the end of the workshop, the the coach that was leading the event offered a $15,000 coaching program. And the time to enroll was that same day. <laughs> it was either we enrolled that day or the window was closed for enrollment. So at first I said to myself, it was really interesting to see how I had a very um, a very different experience as the day went on. At first, I just shut down and I told myself, I feel pressured. I'm, I don't want to decide right now. I'm not going to do it. And then I had frustration. I had frustration with the coach leading the event. I'm like, I don't understand why they were pressuring me and everyone else to make the decision right now. And one of the things that the, the coach mentioned during the workshop is uh, because other people were also asking, you know, why is it that we have to make the decision today? And he's like, you know, what I found is that not much really changes between now and next week. So what we encourage you all to do is gather the courage that you need to make a decision now so you can save yourself the time of not deciding, and when this coach mentioned that, it actually lit something up in me. It made me realize that this was a pattern that I had in my life. I would have decisions and I would just intuitively decide to hold off on making those decisions. But it was really coming from fear. Sometimes I would just never make the decision at all. And there was so much hemming and hawing about which path I should take. And I realized that I had to stop being one foot in, one foot out in my life. I realized that it was time for me to be two feet in to really put my stake in the ground and commit. And the truth is that even if I did wait a week to then make the decision to join that program, which I knew, by the way, I wanted to be in. I knew that this program would benefit me. I knew knew that I wanted to be in it. So I knew that this was all positive pressure that I was experiencing. And I realized that even if I waited a week to decide, the, the discomfort that I was feeling about making the decision would still come up for me. I would still need to have the same conversation with myself, whether it was that day or a week later. So I decided to have that conversation in the moment. 
And that conversation looked like me asking myself several questions. Am I going to make this work? Do I really have what it takes? And I realized the answer is yes. Yes, my whole life set me up for this moment. The universe has my back. This coach has my back. I got this. So the positive pressure that I experienced allowed me to go within and get real with myself. It was a transformational experience. The journey inward got me so clear on my goals and my priorities. So having that positive pressure to make the decision became the catalyst for all of that internal dialogue that I was avoiding, all of those questions about whether I would make it, whether I really had what it takes. So I decided to say yes to the program. I invested the $15,000 and my whole business transformed. I said yes to this opportunity, but it was also more than just saying yes to the program. I was also saying yes to myself, my future, my possibilities, and I backed that yes with an act of faith. That is where the magic lies when you put positive pressure on your clients to make a decision. What a gift that is. That is a gift that you offer your potential clients when you invite them to work with you. So I got super determined. I maxed out a credit card and all the positive pressure that I had, it became determination. It became commitment. And I was able to use that determination, which again, came from the positive pressure to show up for my business more than I ever had before, right? Before that event, I think I was earning about $5,000 a month as a coach right after I joined the program and had developed all that positive pressure, transformed it into determination, which is just what happens when you act on positive pressure. That's inspired me to make such big changes in my business. And ever since then, my business went on to make five figures per month. That became the new norm for my business. So positive pressure is the start of your transformation and of your potential client's transformation. It is something to lean into, not avoid. The feeling of pressure is the feeling of our commitment as it's coming to the surface. Think about this as you begin selling your coaching. What if it was not a problem if your potential client felt pressure? Another gift of that positive pressure offers us is it gives us skin in the game. I'm all about skin in the game. We, in, we invest in things. When we invest in things, it allows us to take them seriously. So what if you saw your coaching services with the same regard as anything else that you invested in prioritizing your life? You are giving your potential clients the opportunity to take themselves and their dreams with more commitment when you incorporate positive pressure. If you undercharge or you give away your coaching for free, you are robbing your clients of that opportunity. So what ends up happening is they have very minimal commitment to the coaching process, which gives them minimal results. So my final thoughts about positive pressure is the positive pressure, it allows us to engage with life more meaningfully. It gives our life thrill, challenge, and excitement. So now I imagine that some of you listening might think, yeah, what if we honor positive pressure, but we fail? I have a very important question for you. Would you rather fail in the pursuit of greatness or settle in the dullness of mediocrity? You get to decide that. I would always rather let my positive pressure push me because pressure gives me the opportunity to experience the joys and the pitfalls of life more fully and to really savor them more completely. 
We savor the ups and downs of life so much more when we have positive pressure guiding us. It's all part of the adventure. So what if the next time you felt positive pressure, you let that become your wake-up call to get started, to dive in, to keep going? When you lean into positive pressure, you accept life's greatest invitation. So make now your time to rise to the occasion. Thanks for listening to this episode on positive pressure. Before you go, here's a quick story from one of our students in the academy. So enjoy their story and I'll see you in the next episode. What led me to coaching was I went through a divorce four years ago and I was in a place where I was really stuck and not happy, struggling, and just knew that my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. So, and I stumbled on a coach that did divorcing coaching. After I went through the experience of coaching, I thought this stuff is amazing. It's life-changing. And then I looked into becoming a coach myself. So as a mom of three, I spent the last two decades uh, raising kids and doing everything for them and giving, really giving of myself and putting everyone else before me. So for me, when it came time to consider doing the Coach Academy, I was a little bit nervous, but I also knew that deep in my heart that this was like something that I've always wanted to do, that I've always wanted to help people in a way that was going to make a big change in their lives. I could cry right now just thinking about how this is really, it's been amazing. I think it's been so empowering that I've been able to put myself first in a way where I always was giving to everyone else and helping everyone else to get where they needed to be. And finally, like putting myself first, it's just helped me to see myself in just a more powerful and evolved way. And it's it's helped me to realize what I have to offer. It's very emotional for me because it has been so life-changing for me now to realize that I actually have the knowledge and the skills and the gifts to be able to do that for other people is kind of overwhelming. So if anyone is worried about being too sensitive or too emotional to be a coach, I just want to speak to that because that is something that I realized through the program that our emotions are a part of us and it's a very important part of us and being able to be sensitive to your emotions and emotional is something that helps you to relate with people better. And through the program, I've learned to honor my emotions and how important it is to feel what we feel and to be able to be sensitive to the feelings that we're having. So it really is a helpful thing to have is to be sensitive and emotional because you can relate with people on a deeper level than you would imagine. So I think if that's your worry, it's something that's going to help you to be able to connect with people easier. It has just changed my life so much in so many ways, even with how I relate with my kids, how I relate with my friends, how I've learned so much more about how to be healthy in relationships. It's just been, it's really affected every area of my life. And it's helped me to realize that it's okay to put me first and it's okay to have my own hopes and goals and dreams and to believe in myself. And in doing so, I mean, I've made my kids see me as a stronger, more powerful woman that really is like the best example we can have and give our kids is to actually do something and have them see us do it instead of just 
talking about it or thinking about it. So in that way, it's just been like a win all the way around. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.